When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Woman podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we talk about approaching people in person and online, what the best tactics are. We also have Gigi, who is one of my new wing girls, in studio with us, and she is going to reveal secrets that only she knows from a female point of view about how women act, what they respond to, and what will make women like you more. So keep listening. Podcast. It's Kristen Carney, one of your hosts, comedian, and a person who will ask Marnie to turn the volume down on I her know, computer. I know. How do I do that? Tooth every show. Every show we have I it. I thought I did. And uh, here with Marnie Kinris. Marnie, turn your mic up a little bit for me so it's straight up and really? down. Really? Up oh, and down. Right, 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 right. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. Hey. And uh, there you go. And we're hanging out. Sorry, it's a weird intro. This is a strange intro. We're hanging out with Harry Wilmington, who is a dating observationalist. I like that. Yes, thank you. Which <laughs> My observation on that is that it's good. As the person... Here, who's not either dating, coaching, or observationaling. That sounds a little bullshitty to me. <laughs> I feel like you're an observationalist. I am, but I'm not like, hi, I'm an observationalist. Oh, yeah. No, you're like, so I'm a comedian. What qualifies you as an observationalist? Well, it's funny. Back when I started giving advice, I actually was very, very bad with women. And so I started at that point. And then as I got better at it, I just realized a lot of the lessons that I got about dating were based on my observations. So I was like, oh, I noticed that this guy's trying this thing and it's not working. Mm. So maybe not do that. So that's why I say I'm an observationalist because I observe what is and is not working. And then I apply that to my own dating life. Okay, got it. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you were saying before we started recording that the first book you wrote was How Not to Get Women because that's all you knew at the time. Yes. Well, <laughs> well I was, it's good to know not what buyers did you have for that book. Uh, well, it's funny when I start because this was like 2004. So when I wrote the book, I was like, you know, up to that point, I hadn't really had a girlfriend or a relationship. And so I didn't think to myself that I could write a book on relationships because I hadn't been in one. But I knew all the stuff I was doing wrong. So I figured I observed enough of that to be able to give advice to guys. I'm like, hey, I tried doing these things and it didn't work. And a lot of it is stuff that guys think should work. So oh, I wrote like, you know, like, yes, I wrote stuff like, you know, oh, you should compliment a girl all the time because you're going to creep her out if you do that too much in the beginning, you know, stuff like that. Or like, hey, you should like not talk about sex or you should like, you know, try to make a bad first impression, stuff that I was doing unbeknownst to me at the time. And so I did that and then I actually sold quite a few copies like in the beginning and now I've sold a lot more since then. But uh, yeah, that was my first foray into like giving advice by giving guys advice on what not to do. It is smart to know not what to do. Like, um, yeah, the... Uh, I've been doing this thing on instantgo.com slash Chris and Carney if you guys want to hit me up. Um, but guys will ask me about bantering and how to like playfully mm. talk to women. And a guy, a couple guys had asked like, could they start out by like catcalling? And it's like, they didn't know that you can't catcall. And I'm like, Isn't how do you weird? not know yeah. that you shouldn't catcall? Especially yeah. if they no. listen to this podcast and yeah. then going onto your instant go. Right. I don't know what we're doing wrong. <laughs> uh, 
clearly uh, a lot. I've never even talked about catcalling on this, but I, I, I will mention it now. We do should, not do it. Right. Like, it's has crazy. It, it's has like, it ever worked ever in life? Like, no. Obviously it has for somebody because or people no. will not continue doing it. No, I don't think I don't think wieners need reinforcement. I think they'll keep catcalling and keep catcalling <laughs> right. and all the women will keep walking. Just something that naturally it. comes out of them. And right. Yeah, I think it, themselves. Yeah, it feels like a force of nature to them or something like this. is why I have to say this to this woman, but like Jerry Seinfeld's joke, right. no, no woman like kicks off her heels and starts chasing the guy down the street. Come back, I love you. <laughs> yeah, he like just beeps those horns, like Stick you're hot. She's me. like, oh my god, I have to have you. You know, it's not yeah. like, oh, I didn't know this was gonna work, but now and I feel like desire for this person. Yeah, I said, hey, baby, like. But if guys, but if no one told them it doesn't work, they might think it works because people right. do it. So exactly. it is good to know. Can I ask you a question? Sure. So where did you learn all these things that you were trying to do that you thought could work? Well. Honestly, a lot of it was, you mean like before I figured out that I was doing all the wrong stuff? Yeah, like who told you to compliment? Who told you to, to, to do I mean, all the things that you realized don't work? What I found is like, you know, overall, a lot of guys like mean well and want to do well. And they're always looking for like, what is that thing I should be doing? And so they look for examples of that and they ask for advice. And so as a guy, we think, okay, if I want to get with a woman, the logical thing to do is to go to a woman and ask her advice. And what I found in my own I think he's about to knock our show. No, no, no. Actually, I, I appreciate that you, because when we did okay. our interview, like you were, <laughs> you were one of the few that I've seen that's like very, you were very analytical of what you actually liked and actually would respond to. Yeah. But a lot of people aren't in that headspace. So you get advice like, oh, you should like, you know, text her all the time. You should like give her flowers. You should like tell her how you feel. And so I did these things and I got women that were like, suddenly hesitant to be around me anymore or were creeped out. Dress well. Like, yeah, well oh, yeah. yeah, you know, so, so once I had like, you know, I had a cataclysmic event, if you will, where I had a friend my last year of college, well, my first senior year of college, and we had been friends for like three years and I started kind of having an idea of what I should be doing. So I thought that I should like do these things. And, but I was still hesitant to make certain moves because like as the guy, like I didn't want to be seen as that guy that was just out for sex or was going to just do whatever. So I wasn't forward in certain moves that I should have made at certain times. And so when that didn't work out, I got really depressed about it to the point where I actually failed out my first senior year of college because I just didn't want to get any work done. I didn't want to go to class. I was just so downtrodden about like not figuring out this part of my life. Right. And so once I did that, I had to sit with myself and say, okay, Clearly, there's some things you're doing wrong. What are those things? And once I was able to do that and wrote a whole book about it, now I had like a manual of, hey, don't do these things anymore. And then like a year later, I lost my virginity. Oh, there you go. Because I figured out finally what I needed to do to like keep a girl's attraction, keep her interest. I could still be myself, but be be a version of myself that's not going to be overbearing or like scaring women away. Good. So did you, I'm just signaling to our next guest to come on. Come in. Open the door. It opens. That's okay. We're recording right now. Anyway, uh, Gigi is in the house and she'll be on in the second half of the show. So what I was going to say to you is how did you actually learn the right things to do? Was it really just avoiding the wrong things to do? Well, I did a lot of um, analyzation and I, what I just like said before, um, a lot of the advice that I was getting were not from the best sources. So I actually found um, various other like sources and gurus that were out there that had advice that initially I was kind of pushing back against, like, oh, I can't do this thing, or I can't say this, or I can't act like this. This right. is not good. But when I practiced those things, I they actually worked. found that they were working. Mm-hmm. So I studied more of those sources. I was able, I had plenty of time to figure out, okay, of these sources that I'm studying, which of these things actually work for my personality and which ones do not. And then also just some other stuff that I just tried on my own to see what would, if that would work or not, because I had nothing to lose at that point. And then just after years of doing that, I was able to kind of put together, okay, these are the things that, you know, this person's advice on this 
thing is great, but not so great on this thing. Uh, some people, like, you know, you have the pickup artist people. You have just, like, relationship gurus where yeah. some stuff they teach is, like, great for the pickup phase, but not for the, like, long-term relationship phase. Well, so, so just, what I'm hearing you say is that you still have to be – same thing in dating. Yeah. You still have to be selective with what you allow into exactly. your world, what fits right with you. Because something that may work for somebody else, maybe because they're a different personality, exactly. they're a different age, whatever. You have to, And that that's a strong thing to do because a lot of guys go into it thinking, oh, this works. This is what I have to do, even mm. if it feels completely – completely wrong for me to do. I did want to add one more comment onto what you were saying before about women giving bad advice. And that it's absolutely true. Women give absolutely horrible so advice. So do men. Yeah, so do men. But we've talked about it on our show before, and I think Brad P said it the best, and I'm not sure if he said it off air or on air. And it's something that I repeated to you when you asked me something about like, why do I give good advice? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but women give advice from the place of I'm already attracted to a guy. Therefore, the advice they're giving to you isn't from the place where you want to start the attraction. Exactly. It's as if they're already attracted to you. And that's why it screws up so many men because women are like, oh, okay, if I was dying for a guy to be into me, here's what I would want him to do as opposed to I'm totally not into you at all. I don't see you as anything sexual and never will. Um, how would you shift that around for me? And that's why our advice doesn't match up to what it is that you're looking for. Exactly, yeah. Typically. Yeah, no, I yeah. totally agree. I totally well, so agree. I wanted to talk about on your um, website that you're going to tell people about in a minute, you uh, have, what was it, five mistakes? No, five. Uh, oh, I, go, yeah, go online. So, so I have, um, so I, well, I'll say this, because you were talking about earlier about personality. One of the things I found is that uh, I'm very much an introvert. And so a lot of advice is given towards how to date like an extroverted person. And a lot of that didn't work for me. So I had to find ways that were going to be better in terms of myself to be able to do that in an introverted way. And so one of the ways that I found out how to do that was through online dating. And so on my website, I actually have a program that I sell that's uh, called The Art of Dating Online. But if you go to the first page of the website, which is stoplosingwomen.com, I actually have a video that you can watch of a webinar that I did, but it's the uh, five messages, five types of messages you can send to women online that will make them instantly attracted to you. And what types of messages are those? Well, uh, in the video in particular, I talk about... um, Just give uh, us one. Okay. Well... Like, I don't want you to have to Okay, I won't, I won't give away the whole, <laughs> the whole store, but uh, one of the things I talk about is this thing called a transitional conversation, and that's where you start a conversation online with a woman whereby she already feels as though you are already in a conversation. Yeah. Right, which is the number one site that you said that you would like people approaching you. Yeah, exactly. Because if you go to a, to a, web, to a website and you act like a stranger, it's going to feel weird. So you, for you to send a message like, hi, hi how are you doing? I'm so-and-so. I've never met you before, but you're so great. This is yeah. that. It, I like ice cream. Yeah, it's like, and I think people sometimes take how they would meet people in public and do that online. Like if I if I met you the first time, I like when I came and say, "Hey, hi, my name's Harry. Nice to meet you. Shake hands." That works great in person, but online it just feels weird. We've actually talked about that where in person, if you're if you just start a conversation in the middle of a conversation in person, it also works. Yeah, which is like, yeah, also, does. like yeah. oh my god, I'm really hot right now. You know, whatever. It's, yes, exactly. Something like that, and, and yeah, people it works, immediately it feel more at home with you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, I, I told guys on my site like uh, if you meet you know, a person in person, the easiest way to Go, to go up to him and say like, you know, oh, hey, excuse me, I'm, I'm trying to find the store. Do you know where it is? Like something where it's like, the, it's almost as if you were already talking to this person. It feels like that. So you feel like less of a stranger. So same thing online. Something simple is like, you know, let's say you go to a woman's profile and she has like a picture up online of, because they always have lots of pictures and stuff like that. So there's who you want to choose from. So let's say you see a picture for a scheme. You could say like, hey, um, I just checked your profile. Man, like you were skiing. What mountain is that? Like I've always wanted to go skiing. Like that looks like a really good fun place. Where'd you go? How was it? 
that's the a is something that you know she wants to talk about because it's on her profile, and also she's more inclined to talk. About she's that. more inclined to talk about it because you're segueing into it as if you were already talking about skiing. So yeah, which is wonderful. One yeah. thing I, I want to talk about quickly okay. um, that you mentioned before. You said you're an introvert, yes. and you had to figure out how to date as an introvert or approach as an introvert. So can you tell me more about that? So for you, what's your definition of introvert? Well, I'm a person that very much. I mean, you know, there's a, the standard definition. They like their alone time. Um, they don't like being around a whole lot of people. But in terms of a dating relationship, I found in my early years the hardest part of dating was that. I didn't approach women primarily because I didn't know anything about them. And a lot of times introverts really have a better chance of talking to somebody if they have something to go on. You know, if I, if I see a woman in public, I don't know if she's married, if she's single, if she wants to be approached, if not, if she would even, we have anything in common, anything like that. So for me, I found online dating to be very beneficial because a, they're on a dating site. So you know they're looking for a date. You know, ideally, that they're and single. you know things about them. Yeah, you get to see like what, they, what they're into, their likes, their dislikes. You have um, conversation starters that are already built out on their page. So it just made the whole approach game like infinitely easier than just a, a stranger in public. And I also found the more I did online dating, the better I got at being able to approach women in public. Like oh, when I would have go to parties and stuff like that, I now had an approach game because it worked so online that I could do those same approach tactics in person. Interesting. I have this client right now who I, I believe has other issues besides, <laughs> and I'm not saying introvert, being introverted is an issue, but I'm just saying challenges for himself mm-hmm. um, that he's putting onto himself. And one of the things that he said is that um, if I have to approach one more woman who right away says to me, I have a boyfriend, um, I'm waiting for a friend, or I forget what the third thing was, I'm going to kill myself, which <laughs> made me feel absolutely horrible. And um so what would you say to a guy like that? What do you think is going on with his approach that right away he's getting the stop, I don't want to talk to you, and I'm going to throw mm-hmm. every excuse in the book at you to get you away from me? Well, I think that sometimes the way guys approach women, it's a little too direct. Like guys, we're like hunters. So you picture a guy in the forest, if he's a deer, he wants to kill that deer. Automatically getting the air out, boom, he's going to kill it. But in the world of dating, the direct approach isn't necessarily the best approach because if you come at a girl like, hey, my name is Sosa and this is Nat, I really like you, I think you're really cute, this is Nat, then that's, the girl wasn't prepared for that. She went from like just, you know. She's like, who are you? Yeah, she's going from being about her day to like, oh, now suddenly I got to figure out if I want to be in a relationship with this guy I just met. Right. So if you're, if you're getting that response, what that means is there's a, something you're doing in the approach that's a little too like direct for her to handle. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it doesn't need to be like that. Like, that's why it's good to have like a little bit of conversation. You know, you kind of butter up to see like, A, if you want to even be with the person and B, if they're worth like talking to in in that way, you know? So yeah. So for an approach like that, like if he's meeting him in public or if he's trying to meet him at a bar or whatever, there are ways to go about it where you don't just like go in and say, hey, I'm so-and-so. Nice to meet you. Hey, are you single? Hey, what's going on? That's, that's too much too soon. You know, she doesn't even know if she wants to talk to you, let alone if she wants to like let you know if she's single or not. Perfect. You know? I love that response. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, but if you wanted to uh, get to see that video, what was it again? Sorry, the oh, five? Uh, you can, uh, it's uh, five messages you can send online to women that will make them instantly attracted to you. And it's on the very first page. You, you can just give your email a name and then you get to see the video. And it's stoplosingwomen.com. Yes. Perfect. Harry, you're awesome. You're going to stick around for the second half of the show. I am. Uh, but we're going to switch seats with you and okay. Uh, Gigi. Okay, we'll be back in a little bit. So it's well known that Marnie and I don't have penises, but it's well, well some people still think we do. That's true, especially me. Yeah, for sure. You yeah. got a half penis. I have a micro penis. You have a micro penis. But 
<laughs> that doesn't mean we don't understand erectile dysfunction issues. <laughs> <laughs> We've experienced them, but on the other end. And it's not that bad from the female It's side. really not that bad, but it's definitely not ideal. No, it's not ideal. And that's why today we wanted to tell you about a company called Hims. They know Hims already. Oh, they know Hims. They've yeah. heard about Hims before. So I didn't know this. I thought Hims was just um, a hair loss company. No. But they actually help men with ED, That's erectile dysfunction as well. Yeah. So here's the thing. So sexual performance issues um, are more common than you think. And over 25% of new ED cases are guys under 40. I didn't know that. It's not just like older guys. Like rich having, guys in bathtubs. Yeah, exactly. Who are having difficulty. <laughs> I, I see. I picture saunas or like hot tubs or something. Yeah. That's yeah, really yeah. the issue. But yeah, it's not, it's not not just those people who are having the issue. It's a very, very common issue. And so um, that's why we wanted to tell you about Hims. So Hims connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat ED. They are well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you combat ED. So apparently ED pills are extremely expensive and not properly covered um, by insurance. Yeah, and you have to go to the doctor and wait, you know, the waiting room. Yeah. Then touch whatever stuff's on the magazine that was in that <laughs> waiting room for this ED place. Right. And this one just comes straight to your home. It's like yeah. Uber. It is. But it's for your penis. Right. Sometimes Uber is for your Uber, penis. Uber's always for your penis. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, if you want to get your hands on some of these Hims product, you can try Hims for a month today for just $5 and we'll get you started for just 5 bucks while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or to a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash wants ed. That's, that sounds like you want erectile <laughs> But anyway. But we know you don't. Yes, exactly. You don't want it, but that's the code that you <laughs> Or want. it sounds like you just want a guy named Ed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want Ed so bad. Go to wants Ed. That's forhims.com slash wants with an S on the end, ED. Forhims.com slash wants ED. <laughs> <laughs> we know you don't, but you do. But now you're going to always remember and you're never going to put in anybody <laughs> else's code because it'll just never. feel fun to write that for yeah. you. Anyway, go check it out. Forhims.com slash wants ED. All right, we're back. So, uh, Harry was awesome. That was very good information oh. that he gave. And he's still here. So I feel not, like, like it was like a, like a tornado of information. It was but like, it was good. It was, no, like it was great, but it just hit me in the face. Yeah, it was very helpful and wonderful. And I like how really hit me in the face well. But it's a lot of information really quickly. Because yeah. usually I feel like we're not going so quick. Really? Unless I drink yeah, too much no, caffeine that's or something. True. I feel like we don't get a lot of information. I feel like there's a lot of chit chat at first. Like yeah. What we're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, we just got like a boom of information. Exactly. Well, now we have Gigi <laughs> with us. And Gigi is one of my new wing girls. And she's going to be doing videos for me on YouTube, giving advice. And she also um, has written one of my new programs that are uh, coming out very shortly. I don't know if it's going to be out by the time this airs, but hopefully it will be. And it's called, uh, I don't actually know the name of it yet, but it's all about how to approach. It's a good name. She is an expert on approach. It's called, what, what the hell is it called? That's mm-hmm. what it's called. Um, but if if you want to get access to this program, hopefully it'll be out by the time that this airs. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash approach me and you can get your own copy there and hear more from Gigi and myself. I, I, I approve every program that we create. Anyway, but Gigi is here and she was telling me an interesting story about how she met the person that she's seeing now about him approaching her. Hi, everybody. I'm Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I met my boyfriend on a reality show that I did. And being on a reality show, you know, everybody there, there's a lot of people that approach you. There's a lot of people that come up to you and they want your attention. And I think the best thing for me about 
my boyfriend now is that when he came up to me, he let me know he was interested without telling me he was interested. It was almost like a compliment that wasn't flirting with me. So when he came up to me, the second he turned around, I wanted to go after him. It was like a reverse psychology thing that ended up working perfectly because I moved all the way to California from New Jersey after having a long distance relationship for about a year. So he's very different. And also being from New Jersey, he's a very handsome man, but he does not look like my ex-boyfriend. I'm used to the shorter, big muscles, tight t-shirts. And then I got this California boy that's a surfer and he's six foot four. And I didn't even notice how handsome he was until somebody else pointed it out. Really? So you weren't attracted to him before? I was not attracted to him when I first saw him. It took somebody else saying, hmm, like that guy is, you know, really cute before I went. Marnie, you said that about yeah. your your husband. Yeah, I said the exact same thing. I said, I turned to You're my like, friend Nina and I said, is he cute? And she goes, yes, he's very good looking. How do you not see that? But it's because that type wasn't on my radar either. Absolutely. I think that there's like signals that go off in my brain when I see big muscles and tattoos. They go, that's attractive. Yeah. So when I didn't see that right away... He wasn't on your radar. It wasn't on my radar. But the way that he approached me and the way that I could tell he was interested without him telling me that... Do you remember me- exactly how he approached you? Uh, I don't know if you, if you heard in the first half of the show where Harry was talking about talking to somebody as if you already know them. Do you know if he applied any of that towards you? Well, actually, what's so funny is he was coming to get me from my hotel room to take me to my first interview for the show that I did, American Grit. And so he just knocked on my door. And what's crazy is that I opened the door to someone that I'm dating a year later. But at the time, I had no idea who he was. So (laughs) also on my mind was not, oh, cute boy, cute boy, because I just wanted to be on this TV show. So I didn't really care. So he's, you know, at work bored. So he's looking at me like, oh, wow, what a beautiful girl. But me, I'm just like, this guy's going take me to my interview. So right. I'm just not on the same page to understand. You have to be in the right mindset. It's like, it's almost yeah. like when you're going to go to the gym, you know, you're going to go work out. But if all of a sudden you're at the gym, you're like, well, I don't even have my sneakers on. Exactly. You know, you're not, it hits you too quickly. You have, you have to adjust. Exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't until he got me kind of alone and we had a conversation that left me wondering if he was interested. And even, even though I wasn't attracted to him right away, I like wanted him to be interested because I thought he was, but maybe he wasn't. And it ended up having me the one that kind of ended up going, I kind of made the bold move, but he set me up to do that. And I How? think he, what, what did he, he set me up setup? to do that by the way that he was speaking to me and approached me and was asking me about myself without flirting with me, without hitting on me, but with also letting me know he was interested in his mannerisms. And... So that ended up having me saying, like, so when are we hanging out before he did it? So it's just crazy that I didn't, he didn't look like my type. He didn't even act like my type. I'm used to the, like, hey, baby, hey, baby, hey. Don't have somebody. Why? <laughs> Please Jersey. no one do that. I guess. Yeah, true. I it's guess New so. Jersey. And that's why I'm just turned off right away. But so to have somebody so nonchalantly, he almost like planted the bug. He like planted the yeah. seed that made me go, wait a second, and wonder, so when is um so when is that guy gonna come to my door to take me to another interview? Like where's that tall guy that apparently is attractive that I didn't notice right away? <laughs> I'm gonna have to see him again. <laughs> I wanna hear, like in Harry's mind, what are the questions that are going through your mind? Because you're like, you're not really saying anything, right? So I'd love to hear what you say getting closer to the mic. But are there are there things that you're thinking about what Gigi's saying? No, I was just I was just um thinking when I met um my now fiance, like we met on through online dating, and it was like the way I set up my profile was in such a way that she ended up hitting me up first, and then from there we were able to go out. So it was just like hearing like, oh, the, the things he was doing made me want to go after him. It's like it's like the same story. So, so what were you doing? I, again, I just had my I had a great online profile. I had great looking pictures. I had headshots that I took that that 
looked really good. I worded things on my profile. Talk a little bit more into the mic. I worded things on my profile in a way that were like intriguing, but I didn't give so much, give so much my story away. So that way they'd be like, oh, I want to ask him more about himself. In my opinion, not dissing your profile, I think headshots are way too professional looking for a dating site. Like to, I don't want to know that you went through this much trouble to try to right. look good. Like I wanted to see that no, it happened I, I naturally. Well, for me, it was just it was just happenstance. Like I, I, I mean, I'm in California. I was trying to do acting stuff, so I had taken had these them. pictures and then I didn't use them. So when it came to my profile, I realized a lot of pictures I had before were like very, very like not appealing. What was like, the ratio for you, pro, um, like headshots versus regular pictures? I will say the number of girls that hit me up just first. Just to say, no, hey, no, no, ratio of pictures. Like, how many headshots did you have, and how many regular pictures on your profile? Oh, I only put up two pictures on my profile. Oh, just and just, they were both headshots. Like, oh, I found shit. the less pictures okay. I had up, the more. It's a psychological thing, but it's like everything works in threes. And so I found that if I only had two pictures up, the third way that they'd be able to see me is in person. See, so. what I read from that is that they, they had no other pictures that look good of themselves. Yeah, that's And so they only chose to put two. I mean, but it hey, it worked. Him. It worked. Yeah. The, the majority sure. of women I got hitting me up saying, hey, nice pictures as a first message. Wow. Like exponentially went up. Interesting. See these okay. pictures. I actually would like to see a copy uh, of that profile. Do you have that? Not anymore, probably, if you're engaged. I mean, it's, go- it's gold, actually. Okay, so I'm going to put it on my website, and then I will send that out to people. Okay. Do you mind me doing that? And then we'll have a link back to your, your site as well. Okay, Sometimes less awesome. is more. Maybe the women are intrigued by these two handsome pictures. They want to see more. Mm. Maybe I think my issue is... Um, I overthink things. So I'm I going, would, I don't know. Well, I think I that means like there's something to, wrong. Yeah, I mean, I would like to give a side profile, a front profile. This is, this is how I look when I go jogging. This is how I look when I go out. Like, <laughs> I'm a girl that can do both. And I think I like the idea of if you want to get to know me more, if you want to see more of me, you gotta ask me out. You gotta message me first, or I like that idea. It's like a teaser. Do you think that would work for you? Have you done online dating? I have or not apps? done well, you know what? I did I did Tinder for a little bit because I was getting out of a bad relationship, so I was in I was itching to um have some different male attention to get my mind off of him. And What's crazy is I had some modeling pictures up, but people thought that I was a catfish. So I had a hard time with that. People didn't believe that it was hot. organic. <laughs> They're like, um, excuse me, could, I, could you please let me know who the real girl is, this profile? And I'm like, it's me. That's me. Google me. <laughs> Check my Instagram. But I like things to happen organically. I, I don't like the... It doesn't work for me as well, the whole, hey, like, I like your picture. We're attracted to each other. Looks like we have the same interest on paper. Let's go out. I like instant chemistry. Me and my boyfriend are different. I think opposites attract. I think with dating sites, it's they swim. I'm athletic. I'm a yoga teacher. They're a basketball teacher. We should go out. I just, I don't like logic in that way. I'm so about chemistry. So that being said. So can you feel the chemistry through the, through the app? Without meeting in person, you can feel that chemistry first? I think sometimes once you start to talk, sometimes you can feel the chemistry and go, okay, wow, this is someone I want to meet. But as init- the things that initially attract you to someone, though, are the pictures and are the things on paper. And for me, it's always a feeling that I get. Or the way my boyfriend now came up to me and he didn't tell me like I was hot or I was beautiful, but I could, he made me feel like he thought I was and I wanted to know if he really did. Like, <laughs> yeah. which, is, which is good. Yeah. Well, one thing that you mentioned is that you said you had just gone out of um, a relationship or you were going through a breakup mm-hmm. and you went online because you needed some male attention. Yes. Okay, so what does that look like when Been you there, need done that. male attention? Is that just you going on there to talk with guys but never actually following through, following through and going out with them? Like, what does that look like? I will say I got lots of messages. I went on one date. Yeah. But I think that 
I was tired of having the same boy text my phone, waiting for the same person to hit me up, waiting for the same person to view my Snapchat. I wanted to change that to help me not be so stuck on one person. So that's why I was like, all right, the quickest way to do it, if I don't want to wait to go organically meet someone, I need this guy out of my mind now, I'm going to try this Tinder thing. I just started swiping, swiping, swiping. And even just talking to somebody else is helpful in not going back to my ex. I'm like, I'm busy right now having a conversation through Tinder, sir. Right. <laughs> Stop calling Stop me. contacting me. So that's a good distraction for you. But for the guys yes. that are contacting you, is it like a lose-lose situation for them? Like you're never actually going to go out with them? You're just chatting with them as a distraction? For maybe nine out of ten of them, but I did go on one date that turned into three dates, and then I got back with my ex. Oh, no. I feel so bad. He was so horrible. Nice. He really was. He cheated on me. Hey. And, is that because um, you saw what was out there and you weren't interested in it or just because he had a strong pull on you? Uh, he had a very strong pull on me. We were together for like four and a half years and I was very young. So I was attached. And you know, what? at that point, there was no one else in the world. We were going to get married. And I was like, I was like, 18. how old are you? I'm 21. Oh, geez, you're young. So this, so when I say like four and a half years, this is partial high school, you know, and you forget when you're in high school that the world is so much bigger than high school and the boys in the high school and the cool kids and this, this and that. And it took one year being graduated to go, oh my God, high school is nothing. There's life outside of this and there's real men's. But then I got into the phase where I wanted older guys. This that is, wasn't good either. <laughs> this is the most random thing anyone will ever tell you, especially okay. on this podcast. But you are going to be the most adorable, hilarious old woman. <laughs> when you are old... You are going, like, when you're, like, 89, <laughs> you are just going to be a doll. I mean, you're still a doll now, but because you have be this like, adorable you look. until you're 85. But the voice, the whole thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, just go hide in the closet yeah, until you're yeah, 85. You're no, but really, I can Don't picture you. It's anything. You're going to be so cute. So just, anyway. Oh, like, I, you're like the next Betty White. Yes. I hope so. I really hope so. I plan to have so many cats and I plan to, <laughs> uh, by the time that my looks start deteriorating and I don't care, I will dye my hair pink. I will be a 75-year-old lady yeah, with you're pink gonna... hair and six cats and no regrets. I will die a happy old lady with pink hair. I think you're very right. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Okay. I have some questions from our listeners. I definitely want to have you back on the show because there's a lot of things that I would want to prepare to ask you, but mainly I wanted to have you come on and talk about... Um, um, how your boyfriend approached you. Because I think that's really important. My boy toy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so let's go on to some questions. And I definitely want Harry to chime in as well. You guys will have to share the mic. Um, hey, Marnie and Kristen and guests. Firstly, I want to thank you guys for the awesome work you do on this show. My name is Chris, and I recently moved back to my hometown, San Francisco, after being in the Marine Corps for five years. I've been listening to the podcast for about a year now and can't tell you how helpful it's been to hear your unique, witty takes on dating. I have just a few questions I was hoping to get your perspective on. Um, I recently went out for a night of salsa dancing in the city with friends and ended up approaching this incredible cute Lebanese girl. We danced and hit it off very easily. To preface that, I studied Arabic as a linguist in the Marines, and she loved that a white guy could speak her native language. As the night went on, we talked about life and dance for hours, sneaking away from our friends periodically for a quick or not-so-quick makeout somewhere else in the bar. It felt like instant chemistry both through our conversations and physical escalation. At last call, we ended up going to a second bar to keep dancing, and I eventually drove her home. I couldn't come inside because I was a DD for my friends, too. Fast forward to two days later, we had texted a bit, and I called her to ask her out to a trivia quiz night at a local pub. She says it sounds fun and wants to go, but 
Not 10 minutes later, she calls back to tell me she can't do it. She apologizes and says she is interested, but just went through a breakup and isn't over it yet. Obviously, this is understandable, and I told her so. It's just frustrating to me because I genuinely felt that for the first time in a while, I met a girl I truly connected with. This doesn't happen terribly often, and when it does, there always seems to be an obstacle like this. My question is generally, how should I approach this? It's not that she's my only option, but I can tell already I'm probably going to be stuck on her, much like Kristen is with that guy she constantly talks about uh should i still invite her to hang out in groups with my friends if if we do hang out in a group should i still be flirtatious and show my interest or is the better move to openly date other girls and treat her as just another friend sincerely appreciate whatever advice you can offer and feel free to make fun of me for being so smitten (laughs) i don't have a name what do you think what what oh so what do you think oh man okay um Okay, so for starters, this is a, another thing guys have a problem with is like not knowing when to cut out. So perfect example, one time I went to this party. It was a Halloween party. I saw this girl that I wanted to get with. So I ended up, we'll say, peacocking the whole night. I was like dancing with, with the people and talking to people because I was like, I wanted her to know that people knew me. So then at some point, I managed to figure out how to get next to her. Like she was sitting down. I sat next to her and we started talking. She started sitting on my lap. We were having a good time. And then... Once we got to the height of the interaction, I was like, hey, I got to go real quick. Let me get your number. Got her number and left the party. It was like 1138 at night. So the party was still going on. But I knew in order for me to get the best chance at getting her attention and to make this go on beyond this party, I needed to get out while the getting was good. So the first mistake he made was staying longer with her. Hey, let's go to another bar. Hey, let's hang out longer. Like that doesn't allow her to have any like pull for like, hey, I want to see this guy later because he's dragging it out. Do you think that's even true if there is like an instant chemistry like what he's talking about? Oh, absolutely. If there's because on the guys and if he's feeling instant chemistry, guys typically like we go back to the whole hunter analogy. It's like we see a girl we like, we automatically feel chemistry. But the problem is guys then project that feeling onto the girl. I feel we have chemistry, therefore she must also automatically right now feel like we have chemistry. And it's kind of like uh, Gigi's story where it's like she met the guy, but it's like. Like, he probably already had an attraction, but she wasn't quite thinking yet, like, oh, I'm there in terms of physically how much I like him. So it takes a while, and it's a different way for a girl to build up to that attraction level. So if you're burning all that on the first meetup, then... There's nothing left. Yeah. And then on top of that, then we get into the whole texting situation. And I'm very much a believer that texting kills relationships, like, at least early on. So if he's texting this girl that he just met two days ago, that means that he's automatically feeling, oh, I mean... I already know I like her, so it's cool for me to text all the time. This is Nat. So now you're burning even more of the potential of her like liking you. Because I have found that typically the buildup for women in terms of building up attraction actually works better when you're not in their presence all the time. They have time for their mind to think like, oh, I'm thinking about him. Why am I thinking about him? Oh, because I probably like him. Let me talk to my girlfriends about him, all that stuff. So you're cutting all that out if you're constantly in her face. So that's why two days later, she's like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm breakup, relationship. I've dated girls that just got a relationship. It's like if they liked me and like that, it didn't matter. But if you're doing too much too soon, then yeah, you're, she's going to throw those excuses out there. And then it's so. It's going to feel too heavy on her. Yeah, it's too heavy, yeah. Coming to you. So then beyond that, it's like, you know, the whole hangout with groups. And so I'm like, I don't typically, the girls that I was dating, I didn't have to meet my friends for the first two and a half to three months. Like you need to make sure that you like me before you meet other people that are around me. So the whole going out, bringing her the girl out for the group stuff like that nah I wouldn't do that at all it's horrible horrible idea okay Gigi what do you think 
I agree because you know what? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. I mean, unless you can't stand someone, then absence, you're just glad they're absent. Right. But I, I like the idea of if you're starting to hit it off and, hey, it was great to meet you. Let me get your number. I got to go. It's like, oh, where are you going to go? You know? Um, and then you have something to think about. And also, if you're texting all the time, what are you going to talk about in person? I've noticed a lot. I've had conversations. We text all day. And then we're out to dinner. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I already know that. You already yeah. told me this right through text. And it's so much better in person. And you can get a better vibe for exactly what was going on. And you understand their story better. And you can laugh about it. You can't see the other person's reaction through text. So I think texting dumbs down good conversation that if it had been waited till you act, if it, if they had waited till hanging out, being in person, have the conversation, it would have been a much more colorful conversation. It would have right. brought up other conversation. You would have seen the reaction. Oh, that reminds me of this. And you see that they get excited about that. And when it comes to texting, all that is cut out. So I'm not a huge fan of texting. You know, I'd rather not talk all day and then get a phone call and then hang out the day after. Okay. Maybe a phone call before bed. That's all I need. So do you think that that's what's happened with this guy and this girl is that he burnt her out? I do. I think she kind of knows that. I think she, what she thinks is that he'll be around for a little. I don't think she should be able to think, oh, well, you know, he's kind of interested, but I'm not, you know, this isn't the right time for me. But he's still asked me to hang out. He'll always be there. He'll you, always be interested. I don't think that he should give her that vibe. I think that he needs to kind of cut out. Because you know what? A lot of people want what they can't have. So how does he work this angle now? Because he's already put that out there. They're not really friends. They can't hang out that often. As friends, how does he, how can he get back into that space with her so then he can then dumb it down? Is that possible? I think less is more at this point. I don't know that he should keep trying. I think that might draw her in. Mm. I I find in my practice that it's, it's really hard once a girl's made that, especially that early on, made that decision like, hey, we can just be friends. Like that's a hard zone to get out of. Um, But I also have learned that you don't have to be accepting of that offer. And a lot of guys go through with the, well, you know, the consolation prize is we can be friends and maybe I'll like be able to somehow convince her eventually. That, Sneak my and way it's in. like that, that it works in romantic comedies. It really works in real life. So <laughs> I'm like, my, my typical advice is like, you know, cut it as a loss. Just be like, hey, you know what? You know, I know that's cool, but you know, I'm not feeling that. Or just don't respond back at all. You know, I find sometimes going away can make her reconsider if she actually, if she's missing you and if she wants you around. And then it's like, you know, if she comes back saying, hey, well, I really miss you. We should still hang out this net. The guy has every right to say, hey, that's cool, but you clearly wanted one thing. I want something else. So it's no hard feelings, but that's not what I want to do. And then she can decide if she wants to Jump see. Well, yeah, yeah. But I don't believe a guy should just keep a girl around just to not hurt her feelings or just because, oh, she's a nice person. Like, if that's not what your goal is, like, why do that? Do you think that an option could be for them to hang out one more time and he invite her, her out with his friends, but during that time hanging out, he just doesn't give her as much attention. He gives her like awesome attention and he peacocks like you were mm-hmm. on your night out so that he's not hanging out with her the entire night, but showing her how awesome he is and like checking back in maybe every 45 minutes or whatever. Um, it's doable. I don't usually advocate for like said like, like big group hangouts early on, but since this is already a thing where she's already throwing out the friend thing, like that could be a thing that he does as like a last resort to see like, or like his last Hail Mary. Like maybe if he, she sees me hang out and this is that. But like I said, typically I found once girls made up their mind like that, it's really, really hard to get in that zone. The only time I've had it work where it's like, 
if say that kind of conversation happened and then like I went away for like six months and then we just happened to be at like a mutual that. friend's party like like months later and she hasn't seen me in that time, then it's like if there's any progression on my end in terms of like, oh, my clothes look better now or I'm talking to more people. Or, or she's in a different place. Or she's in a different she's place, a yeah. Desperate. Yeah, but, it, but there's still like that. <laughs> but there's still that, like there's that time, like, you know, like he, he just met her. So unless there's been some time that has passed, like the odds of him doing this like next weekend at working is very, very slim. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And Gigi, what do you think? Like, do, do you think or do you know from your own experience, like do girls ever change their mind? If they are not into a guy, does it ever shift? I say yes. I do think it's difficult. I think it depends on the girl's personality and honestly a girl's security and all that jazz. Uh, there has been times that... I've had someone hit on me that I was not interested in. I made it clear I was not interested in. And then seeing him in his elements, such as maybe at a soccer game, he's a great soccer player, that attraction comes back. And now, now, Gigi, referring to myself, now Gigi wishes she gave him a chance. And maybe I might, maybe I might send him a text. And maybe he won't text back. And now I think that it's too late and I missed out. And then that just makes you more. want more and more. So that's why I think that he needs to try a little bit less. Maybe, yes, one last resort, but don't give her all the attention that she's used to because girls do notice. Even if I don't like a guy, I'm not very interested. I notice when a guy stops giving me attention whether I'm very interested in him or not. And with some girls, that's all it takes to get their interest. Other girls, it's not. So I think it depends. But I know it's worked with me in the past. Do you think... Okay, what, what is the balance between being a player and a jerk and being a person who's just respecting themselves and respecting their time when they don't respond back as quickly? Oh, what do you mean? Like, so if you just don't respond back to a girl, but you plan it out and you delay and you're playing around, like what's the difference between being a jerk and an asshole player versus I'm just delaying my responses to you or I'm just walking away okay. before things get too heated? I feel like intent you know, you can kind of do those things as, as like you're so the guy that you're, your boyfriend, um, I don't think he was seeming uninterested on purpose, you know, or at the beginning, you know, it was probably he was just doing his thing. Yes. So it's like if you're just doing your thing and those things happen, that's how you, well, I'm asking that's for, how you I'm hold asking for off. guys who are listening because for them, they're like, uh, yeah, how but do just I do this? Mentally pretend until it becomes real that you have other things going on okay. and that you're that's not yeah. responding, not to make her be like, oh, why isn't he responding? But because you're actually busy. And then once you get into that mindset, then your confidence might change. Or something. I like that you just like questioned yourself <laughs> after you made that statement, but that was actually great. I thought that was a good statement. Uh, yeah, I was going to say like some some like some some of that is is subjective. Like, okay, for example, I found at some point that man, if, if I did what girls wanted me to do, whereby I like would text them the next day and call them all the time, this is that I wouldn't get a response. So I had to purposely say, okay, look, you go on a date with a girl, you have a great time, you wait four days minimum before you call her. Every girl you go out with. And so the majority of girls responded positively to that. So therefore, I'd be, I wouldn't be seen as anything other than just like, oh, he's still calling me to ask me out. He's interested. But there are also women out there, just like there's men out there, that are like, I need it now. I need it now. Why does he need this then? So if I waited like a day, I'm an asshole. And it's like, I'm not trying to be that way, but because their experience is dictating, oh, the best way I respond to this is to be, I need to, hit, to contact him all the time, or I need to have him text me all the time, then... And that's not going to work out for me. And also, it's like, I know that if they're already showing a lack of patience this early on, it's only going to get worse as it progresses. But I find most guys could tend to add a little more patience to their game. 
For sure, yeah. definitely. And so you're saying that if a woman gets very upset by that or yeah. worked up, that's just like a window to see it's what like, it could potentially well, be like down the road. Well, you know, like because like women throw out tests to guys from time to time. So this is what I call for guys an example of a test you can throw out. Test her patience. If you go on a great date and you wait four days and then you call her, is she going to be like, hey, I'm so glad to hear from you. Let's go out again. Or is she going to be like, why didn't you call me for four days? You don't want to date that girl. But now you figure out a way to figure that out. I like that. Okay, next question. Good evening. I'm a bit of a hard story. I have come out as MTF about a year and a half ago at the age of 31. Although, I forget what MTF stands for, but it's trans. What is it? Is it not? Okay. Oh, What is MTF? Okay. What is it? Trans? Uh, if, if it's trans, it's male to female. Male to female. That's what it is. Okay. Male to female. About a year and a half ago at the age of 31. Although for the, more, for the most part, things have become much better in my personal life. More friends, more energy, and able to be in harmony of my internal and external self. It seems that dating is now exponentially harder. Go figure. I have been on probably 12 dates since starting, and most of these have been in the middle of nowhere, Illinois, and only two passing the first date. My biggest thing is being afraid that they are not okay with my trans status. Before any date, this is in full disclosure and I'm not really sure how to become more comfortable with that in the midst of dating for another part I tend to have uh, these thoughts for another part I tend to have these thoughts more often when I'm on dates with men more than with women any thoughts so basically I want to address the trans issue most of our audience is not trans or mm-hmm. a lot of our audience is not trans um, so I, I, I want to sort of angle it as something that you're not a hundred percent confident in or thinking mm-hmm. that people will be comfortable with. So a disability, um, an ex-wife, children, what, whatever thing in your mind is your, you know, is, I don't want to label as a negative thing, but like whatever you think is your negative thing that people may take in as a negative thing, how, how do you move forward in dating and be confident with that? Wow. Have, you ever, have you ever dated anybody um, with like a lazy eye or who's bald or uh, is a little bit overweight or I'm just going to say no <laughs> um, or like things that for them they may see as like a strike against them or something they may be uncomfortable with. Right. Well, it's funny. You know, it's funny. I just had this whole debate uh, like last week with somebody on Facebook. I had made a comment about something about, about I watched Maury Povich. So I, was, I made a comment about Maury Povich about how like a lot of times women on the show say like, you know, well, well, I'm the guy, I'm the, I'm the boy's father also. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like a, a female cannot be a guy's father. Cause I lost my father when I was young. And I can tell you from personal experience that like having a male role model there is, is definitely something that you miss out on. Um, I had to learn a lot later, but, um, so I, but, so I had a, I've done background extra work here in California and I had somebody that I worked on set with that was trans and we were our friends on Facebook. And so she saw my comment and was like, Somehow that conversation led to about trans. And so it talked about like things like dating, how it's, it's hard for her to date and stuff like that. And so what I said was, if, if we're being honest, if this is a male to female, but she's trying to date guys, what I said was, A, there are some just biological things that make us male and female, regardless of like the, how you feel emotionally, this is not. But that because of that, a lot of guys, even if you transition to a female, you get you know, gender reassignment surgery and stuff like that, they're still going to picture in their head, at some point you were a guy. And I have to justify dating you to not just myself, but to my family, to if I have kids, stuff like that. And that's a hard thing to overcome. So you have to realistically know who you are, and then you have to find other people that are okay with that. If you're in that community, then there are other trans people or other uh, gay people that will be more tuned to being fine with that than out in the straight world. Interesting. Gigi, what do you have to say? I think that 
just as you were saying, whether it be a lazy eye, a lot of people have one thing that makes them uncomfortable and they think that the person they're interested in won't be accepting of, that starts with you. Um, I do think something like a, a male-to-female transformation, yes, that does need to be brought up and made sure that your partner or the person that you're seeing is comfortable with it. But if they say that they are, then that needs to be the end of it. Otherwise, you need to move on. Um, there are things that... I have a friend. I have a friend who was abused a while back she she was raped and she was nervous that her boyfriend or someone she was serious with would not want to be with her and sometimes uh, that's kind of a, a far-fetched example but it goes to show that it no, but starts that goes in your head but it starts with your own what you're thinking about it if you're thinking this person's not going to be accepted of it or this is weird or this is abnormal then it's be too much for them to handle that starts yeah. with you if when you're okay with it and then when talking to your partner about it, it's easier for them to be okay with it when they see that you are. If I'm like, I know this is weird, or I know that this is different when talking to my partner, they might also feel as though it's weird or different. But if you're like, this is the way I am, and I'm okay with it, and if you are, then great, we'll move forward, then I think your partner is way more likely to be okay with it, just like you are. But it all starts with you. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, and to piggyback on what Harry was saying, that on Transparent, there's like a whole community of people who are straight who want to be dating transgender people. Not that I'm saying like stick with your own and that's like a horrible thing to say, but it's like same thing with online dating. Like if you want to date somebody, why don't you go where there's a whole bunch of people who are also single and looking to meet somebody right. else? Like you want to go somewhere. First of all, I would even just say for your own experience with coming out in the transgender world to transition into a space where there are people who are more accepting yeah. of you instead of like fighting this uphill battle trying to introduce people who may not be accepting to something that you're comfortable with i just feel like constantly coming up against potential negative reactions mm-hmm. from people who aren't expecting somebody to be trans on the other end no matter how confident you are, may lead you to think that there's no options for you out there. That's why I think going to somewhere that's a little bit more targeted for you would be more helpful. And I forget what they're called, but if you go watch Transparent in like episode seven, there there's like somebody who talks about this community that exists of people who are like into that. I totally forgot what it's called. Anyway, you'll find out what the name is. Just go, just go search for it. And that's where I think you should start within that community. That would be the most helpful for you. Yeah. I agree. I think that just like if I hang out with people that are all 6'5", that makes me short. But if you put me with a bunch of people that are 5'1", that makes me tall. It depends on where you put yourself. The people that you're surrounded with, they make you feel a certain type of way. So I agree that you need to go to your targeted audience because like, if a gay person goes to a gay bar, they don't, they don't have to worry about this, this, or that. But if they go into a straight bar, there is a chance that they could be uncomfortable by someone else there that is, for whatever reason, uncomfortable by. Like, my brother has been, my brother is straight. He's been hit on by gay men before. Does he have a problem with gay men? Absolutely not. But was he interested? No. So it all depends on putting yourself in the right situation, I think. Because I know that I don't hang out with people that, there are people that think that I'm too crazy. Do I hang out with people that think I'm too crazy? No. So that way, I'm not too crazy. It depends on your company and we are in charge of our own company for the most part. We can choose who we hang out with. We can choose who we are interested in, in an extent, or to an extent. We can choose to pursue people that we know are comfortable. If, well, that is you the know perfect what I place mean. to end this conversation because I think everybody has to remember that 
you have a choice in your life. You always have a choice. You have a choice of how you talk to people, how you react to people, how you take in other people's information. You have the choice to put yourself into any situation that you want to and take yourself out of that. Yes. And I think you're perfectly crazy, so I will continue hanging out with you. <laughs> Uh, but Gigi, thank you so much for being on the show. Harry, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you, Kristen, for giving Harry your mic so that he can actually contribute to the conversation. No problem, Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, uh, for Harry, I'm going ha- to take that profile from you, put it up on my website. I'm going to tell people about it so they can go check out the perfect website. Okay. Uh, the perfect profile that was created by Harry and then promote your website. And then, Gigi, how do people... Are you burping? <laughs> I had a Red Bull on the way here, and I'm trying so hard. See, she's a real... It'd night. be funny if once the Red Bull wore off, your voice got, like, deep and, yeah. and like, monotone. It was just the Red Bull. This is how I do it. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, my God, it's the Red Bulls. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Find you and follow you. Aside from uh, checking out winggirlmethod.com slash approach me, but how else would they find you? Uh, my biggest social media platform is probably Instagram and it's easy. It's just Gigi Gustin, G-I-G-I-G-U-S-T-I-N, just how it sounds. Um, I've got a Twitter. It's Gigi Gustin zero. My public figure Facebook page, it's Gigi Gustin. You're welcome. Um, easy as that. <laughs> perfect. And you will also you crack be hearing me her voice shortly <laughs> in any cartoon that you watch because you do have the perfect voice. I yeah. hope that that happens for you. Um, anything else that you want to plug? You want to tell them Instant Go? Yeah, you guys can still hit me up on instantgo.com slash Kristen Carney to help um, help uh, with bantering with women and your profile. Uh, but don't um, request to talk to me free. Because it ain't going to happen. Yeah. You got to pay this. <laughs> got to pay. To you. And actually, I think that we've said it before, but Kristen just said that she completed her program. Almost. That she's Almost. For me. Almost completed. Yeah. So she is writing a program on, what is it? Bantering. How and to banter. Texting. Yeah. So that's why a lot of the people that she's talking to on Instago are giving yeah. lots of material. Tons of material to help, use, help me writing the program. Using it as examples. Yeah. So check that out and we'll let you know when that comes out. But just so people know, if you do hit me up on, Inst- on Instant Go, um, it's... It's five dollars a text to exchange. It's basically a texting back and forth. But I'll I don't force you to only ex- exchange with me on there. I'll give you my email address so you can send me more information so you're not being crazy charged. charged. For every single thing. Yeah. Like so if you have to send me a bunch of pictures and stuff like that, um, I'll send you my email. Uh, so it's not as expensive as you might think. So, but yeah, instantgo.com/slash Kristen Carney. It's a price of a cup of coffee to talk to her. Um, All of you guys are wonderful. Thank you so much for being open and honest and sharing your opinion. This was really helpful. The people who are listening to this show are also awesome and wonderful and supportive of us. If you want to ask questions that we can overanalyze on the show, write them into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. New episodes of the Ask Women Podcast come out Almost every Thursday. <laughs> I've been pretty slow. Ed, sorry. We've like, been yeah. pretty consistent for four years. I yeah, think exactly. we can we get a little past. A baby. Yeah. It's fine. Take a break. Um, anyway, most often on Thursdays, you can get a new episode. And don't be an idiot and a loser and download individual episodes. Please subscribe and also go and rate our show on iTunes. Please give us five stars, even if you think we freaking suck. <laughs> anyway, we will see you guys next week.